Welcome to Home Hive. I am Kristen. I am here with my co-host Jennifer. And today we are going to be talking to Jenny Crane from Rebuilding Green. Welcome, Jenny. <laughs> Hi there. Thank you for How having you? me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here. <laughs> so so Jenny, tell us a little bit more um, about your business, about the history and really how it got started. Okay, so actually Rebuilding Green um, got started back in 1978. We actually just had a birthday on April 25th, 42 years. Wow. And um, originally it started from some professors from San Diego State. And basically what they were doing is they wanted to educate folks out there on what was going to happen in the future as it relates to green and the environment. And so fast forward to about two years ago, um, somewhere around there, I came on the scene and um, we enhanced the mission to include affordable housing solutions. And so our constituents are seniors, veterans, youth, and single families. So, I mean, that pretty much covers afford, you know, people that need affordable housing. Um, actually, we all need affordable housing here in California. <laughs> it's kind of, it's really crazy. So, um, it, my background, though, really metamorphosed. Metamorphosed, right? Yes, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> Right. It went black. The screen went black. So my my business metamorphosed in or my personal history into rebuilding green. So I've been doing housing on all pretty much all sides of housing for like 25 years. So, you know, from the financing, from um, rehabbing and developing to even servicing loans um, and then some, you know, so um, and then uh, I. I came from a, a, another nonprofit organization that uh, was really focused on um, homelessness and getting people off the street. And so we had repurposed an old Catholic dormitory school in Chicago to take people off the street, retrain them in, um, you know, like doing housing type of rehab work. And then um, what I wanted to do after that, I was, it was such a great program because the people that are in the program, they were actually paying for it. So they were, you know, um, getting wages to pay for being in the program and living there because it actually housed the people. There's like over 240 beds. And so what I wanted to do was bring that program to California, Southern California, because we have a huge homeless problem here. But after trying to find, you know, um, an abandoned type building here in Southern California, we realized that that wasn't going to happen. And so that's where I bumped into the tiny home movement. So I'm like, okay, the only way we could do this is through, you know, maybe doing tiny home communities. So that started about five years ago. And then, um, you know, we ran into every single obstacle you could imagine out there and it just wasn't happening. Starting from the tiny home, not being a, a legal type of structure. And so, um, uh, that's where, you know, um, we've really been picking up a lot of steam. And then I just went and I started working with Rebuilding Green. And when we started to actually talk about affordable housing, doors really opened, especially, you know, with California having such a crisis uh, with our homelessness, the, the prices of the homes. And then our recent crisis is um, the timing is, is now. So uh, we, we're really excited now um, because 
we're seeing a lot of changes that have needed to be in place, you know, with regulations and um, the tiny home movement is here, here now. And it's going to look like it's here to stay. So, so, that's- so to acknowledge a few things. So one, when you're talking about from an audience, so all the different folks that need tiny homes and the different um, populations that you help to serve. So from veterans to homeless, um, it's a, that's a significant, I just want to acknowledge that that's a significant number of people. And especially yes. where we are in Southern California and San Diego specifically, that's a significant n- number of people. Um, and now on the tiny, on the tiny home side, um, can you, so for our audience, can you define what, what is a tiny home? Okay. Okay. So a tiny home is actually, I always say what you define a tiny home as, because for some people, you know, they're coming from 5,000 square feet, you know, a thousand square feet is going to be a tiny home to them. So also a tiny home can be a permanent structure, or it can also be a structure that's on wheels. And so thanks to the, um, the ADU regulations, it really has opened the door for tiny homes as it relates to being a permanent structure. And so even going past that now, um, we have been seeing a lot of success in different cities in San Diego by adding in the movable tiny home into the ADU classification as a type, an ADU type. And so, um, again, so the definition is kind of wide there, but if you're talking about a home on wheels as a tiny home, then that's going to be a, um, a home that's actually built to ANSI code and, um, it remains on the wheels and that's, that's pretty much, it's, it's not necessarily a, a home that you know, drives like a RV type of thing. And that's one of the things that we're always fighting in our advocacy for movable tiny homes is that people, you know, they think that it's, they don't want to see all these RV type units in people's backyards all over. And that's, that's not what we're advocating for. We're actually advocating for a home that's built like a regular home, but it just remains on the wheels. Mm-hmm. So it's using, it's using similar materials are sometimes maybe the same just in a smaller scale oh my god yes yes it i mean it has two by you know two by fours or it's you can build them in in all types of different ways but now thanks to you know uh, the movement and how it's come along it actually has standards so again when i first got on the scene with the tiny home movement it didn't really have a you know there's no like building code for it so now we actually have that identified. Wow. So what do you see as being the biggest benefits of adding a tiny home to someone's property? <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head is uh, the cost. You know, um, similar to an ADU or a permanent tiny home, it's, um, you know, everything's the same as it relates to what we have been advocating for the ordinance other than it being on wheels. So usually people will, you know, they'll put it in the backyard and they'll put like a skirt around it and like a deck or something. So you can't really see the wheels anymore. Um, so the cost is is really big because you're not having to make it a permanent structure, you know, and that uh, cost wise is a lot more expensive than just putting a, a home in the backyard that remains on the wheels. Also the flexibility. So if someone, you know, they literally want to like 
go somewhere else. <laughs> they just get a semi truck out there and, you know, move it and then they can go somewhere else. You know, if it if it turns into being like a second home on a lake or something like that. Or, you know, they found um, as we keep continuing in the movement and we see more and more tiny home communities pop up, then, um, you know, they might want to move it over there. So the flexibility, those are the two things that I think are awesome about tiny homes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Definitely not like you can take your home with you wherever you go, unless it is a tiny home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in the, in the midst of the ADU, um, movement and really the the state and our area being, you know, pro ADU and obviously a lot of um, significant and positive things changing in our area. Um, what are some different um, ways that make your company stand out and differentiate yourself from others? Okay. Well, the unit, well, we actually, we're an approved dealer through the state of California. And so what that means is that we have relationships with um, manufacturers um, of prefab homes. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the tiny homes actually, they, uh, they have been being built for decades under a different name. Um, people, you know, they, they, they're called park models. But when I ran into the park model, I looked at it and not knowing the prefab world, I was like, that's a tiny home all day long. And so um, we have access to a lot of manufacturers at the bottom line is. So we have, you know, the regular traditional type stick build. And then we also are working with some steel frame manufacturers. And um, if you want to compare us to other dealers, you know, if you start putting us into that category, because we actually have a cause, we're not just out there trying to sell units. We actually are working on the big picture. Our advocacy efforts are focused on one, you know, changing the, helping to change the laws that are necessary for tiny homes and then also for tiny home communities. Um, so advocacy and then um, the units themselves by putting them in the, the backyards and then also the tiny home communities. So we're different because we actually have a cause behind us. Love that. Mission-driven. So, so mission-driven. That's incredible. Awesome. So what does the process look like to get started? Can you walk us through those steps? Okay. So to get started in putting a second home behind your primary residence or tiny home community, because that's two very different conversations. Uh, let's maybe stick with behind the primary residence, because I don't think okay. that many people are going to be building tiny home communities, but I mean, I hope they will. But, uh, you know. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I think the majority of our viewers will probably want one in their backyard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first off, you're going to have to be in a jurisdiction that allows it. So as it stands right now, uh, I happen to be the chair of the American Tiny House Association for San Diego. And uh, we've been working with the national ATHA, American Tiny Home Association, for, you know, trying to go into different jurisdictions. And again, adding the uh, movable tiny home is actually the technical name under the ADU ordinance. So um, again, if you're in a jurisdiction that allows that, unfortunately, there's not too many yet, but we are seeing since December of last year, LA was like the first, the city of LA was the first city that said, okay, let's do it. It makes sense. It's, a, it's another affordable housing option. 
So if you're living in the city of LA um, or also San Jose is now on board, Santa Clara, the city of San Diego actually um, back in April, the um, planning commission did unanimously vote for allowing it also to be an ADU type, but that's not gone all the way through yet. We still have the council meeting coming up on July 14th, but um, let's just say if you're in a jurisdiction that allows you to do it, um, then basically what you would do is you would do just like an ADU, you'd have someone come out to your property and see what you're working with as it relates to the uh, utilities that you have on your property. Um, Most of the time, if the, if you're not on a large piece of property and you want to put the tiny home like way down a mile or so or acre or so away, then usually you'll be able to uh, hook it into the existing infrastructure. So like you can just hook it into your electricity or also the septic or sewer, whatever system you happen to be on. So that first step of, you know, coming out and seeing what you can do. And then after that, you basically uh, pick your tiny home. So you pick your floor plans. We have tons of floor plans. Plans. And we also have some ca- some capability of doing some custom type of plans. But for the most part, what I try to get people to do is choose a existing plan and then we can kind of make little changes from there to make it you know less expensive for them. So they choose their floor plan and then we uh, they get their permit in place. So, you know, that's going to take a little bit of time right now, although the ADU ordinance has allowed it that to speed up, which is good news. And then once they have their permit, um, then they order their unit. And so they order their unit at one of our factories. And then uh, depending on the demand, you know, of the, and the, um, the, the time frame, what the, the factory is currently under, um, then that's going to be basically how long it's going to take. So right now, you know, because of COVID, it's kind of slowed a little thing, some things down, but things are starting to pick back up. It, it's probably going to be like eight weeks from beginning to end once they start to build. It doesn't take eight weeks to build, but you got to be in line with all of the others. So usually right now it's about eight weeks. So once the unit is built, then um, it gets transported to the home. The home goes on site. Um, We have a contractor that goes out. A C47 contractor is specific to prefab units. And um, they set the unit where they level it. And then if the person wants a skirt around it, you can do some really cute things with skirts. You can put like stones or you you can go really, I mean, there's some really nice things that you can do with that or put a porch on. And then, I mean, basically you hook it in and you're just, you're ready to live. That's amazing. I love, I love how many different options there are. And, um, and honestly also the, uh, how quick it is. Um, I do have a question So for, uh, awkward size lots, if you will, can you drop tiny homes in like through a crane? Yes. Yes, you can. I mean, like I actually had um, been aware of some that weren't can even like I think I was told on Mount Helix, where it's like, that's very awkward to be able to go up. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. Because usually you're thinking about level ground as the cranes. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's amazing. That's just why um, opportunities such as this for affordable housing for so many different um, purposes and so many different missions, why tiny homes is such a great opportunity. Yeah, I wanted to also add in really quick, um, if someone, you know, for San Diego right now, if they live in the county, they actually, we 
you don't have to wait on the ADU ordinance for the movable to be included because there is a thing called a healthcare permit. So um, uh, most of the clients that I have been involved in um, as it relates to individual uh, movable tinies, they have utilized the healthcare permit. So that's uh, mostly, I would say 99% of the time, it's mostly seniors that instead of going, you know, to live at a senior facility, they stay on their property or their their siblings property and they're able to, you know, put a little tiny home back there. And they, the seniors love them because, I mean, you can match them to the primary and they're like, instead, you know, they have everything they, they need. So that's that's a, one point I wanted to make sure I made. Well, Judy, thanks so much for joining us. Sorry, Kristen, go ahead. Uh, I just have one quick question before we wrap up. Um, for tiny homes, can you actually make them smaller than, I know the ADUs, there's a minimum. Can you make them smaller than the minimum of an ADU? I mean, tiny homes, especially on wheels, they're, they're usually a little bit smaller, right? Or, or they can be at least? Well, they go up to 400 square feet. Um, okay. And as far as making them smaller, that's... Um, that's going to be really based on what the jurisdiction allows it to be. But it's, it's, it, it's the same ruling if you're looking at it from, you know, being another ADU type. So it'll be the same ruling or probably close to, you know, on for jurisdictions that haven't got there yet. But as far as like what I've been able to build, um, there there is a floor plan that's like 254 square feet where it's like a, a studio type of unit. So like, I mean, that's one thing too, is that we, we can do studios, we can do one bedrooms, we can do two bedrooms, which a lot of people don't know. And it's kind of crazy, but I actually have built a lot of two bedrooms on a project that I was involved in. And not only did it have two bedrooms, but it had a loft. So, um, you know, really utilizing that tiny space, but that's, that's what I've seen is 254 square feet to answer your question as the smallest. Okay. Wow. Good to know. Yeah. I've seen the models that you have and, and they vary in style, color, everything. So it's kind of amazing. I mean, you can match the house, you can go totally different. There's tons of different finishes. I mean, like it's really, I think it's really fun. It's sort of like a puzzle piece. You try to put all the pieces together to see what, what works best for you. So that's what I love about tiny hands. <laughs> the customization. <laughs> to uh, maximize it. Is really like there's so many different opportunities just to design it for how you want that space to be used. But then, you know, when you're thinking about 254 square feet or 400 square feet, you may not think that that's actually a lot of space. But when you, it's designed in different ways to optimize that space, you can it can actually be much more functional than we can think of. Or can yes. Well, Jenny, thanks so much for joining us today. So, you know, in, in wrapping up, so can you share with our audience um, how they can learn more um, and get in touch with you, what your contact info is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I highly suggest people go check out our website at movabletinyhomes.com. And um, actually on the floor plan page, definitely go there because you can actually do some 3D tours and it, it gives you a, I mean, it's the next best thing to being able to actually walk through a tiny home because you can touch the, the ceilings, the floors and move around as you, you like. Um, so, and then they can also contact me uh, via email at gcrane at rbgusa.org. And then phone number, um, they can call me at 619-609-0080. 
and I'll be really happy to talk to anyone about, you know, whether they want to do one in their backyard or like where their jurisdiction currently is as far as the laws. Um, and then also about tiny home communities, which is my favorite subject. Wonderful. Well, Jenny, thanks so much for, uh, for being a guest with us today. Thanks so much for sharing um, what you do. But most importantly, thanks for advocating for tiny homes. Thank you. Thank you for being interested. <laughs> <laughs>